1: hey 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 here we are again now a thousand apologies for my radio silence over the last couple of weeks i have been very busy building an online not just an online course for lower back pain and sciatica but i'm aiming for it to be the best the most comprehensive online course for lower back pain and sciatica so there's a huge amount of content on there and that's been keeping me really busy creating all of that and making sure it's targeted for you and your problem however this is not meant to be about that this is very much about the topic is self or home treatment for lower back pain and or sciatica so what can you do yourself to help yourself um, particularly in this days of coronavirus, where everybody's locked down, or maybe just slowly coming out of lockdown, but certainly I know myself, we have not provided any face-to-face or in-person physical treatment for the last seven weeks. So that's a long time. So lots of people needing help now. Obviously, I've produced this content in lots of different formats in the past, but this one is specifically. That's the title, self home-based treatment for lower back pain and sciatica. So, number one on the list, and it has to be at the top, is exercise. Now, exercise? What exercise? I hear you cry. Ah, The devil is always in the detail. Now, the evidence is that any exercise is better than no exercise. So that's the first thing. Doing something is always better than nothing. Duh. But once we get down to the detail, what does that really mean? So I bring you back to my number one rule, use it, but don't abuse it. So any movement that you can do that doesn't cause you more pain is a good thing. Okay, so that's the first first principle. Use it, but don't abuse it. Now, if you've had long-term pain, It gets a little bit more complicated because your nervous system is likely to be sensitized, and you yourself are kind of very sensitive and wary of doing certain things. And that can be a bad thing. So, it is important to slowly return back, return to the activities, what we call activities of daily living. You know, there's no point avoiding bending forwards forever. We have to rehabilitate you back to whatever activities you've been avoiding over the preceding however long that you've had a lower back problem. So use it, but don't abuse it, but slow reintroduction of the things that you've been avoiding. Now, so that could be if you're a golfer, for instance, and you've been avoiding the golf course, then go back slowly. So that could be as simple as just practicing a little bit of putting and pitching in your back garden. Don't break the glass house. The greenhouse glass, um, but just slowly getting back into things. You know, don't go from doing nothing to doing eighteen holes of golf, for instance. That is a recipe for a setback, not a disaster, just a setback. So exercise has to be at the top of the list of things that you can do. And if you want much more targeted, personalised approach to what exercise can you do, you can engage with the chat bot on our website, active-x.co.uk. And it will, through a series of question answers, get you to the point where it will tell you, or give you a functional assessment of your problem. And you can take that functional assessment to determine exactly which exercises are best for you, particularly in terms of relievers, what are the exercises that are gonna to help to ease your back pain? And then beyond that, which ones can you do to prevent recurrence? So anyway, that is number one, that is exercise. So secondly, when it comes to self or home treatment, what's the second thing you can be doing? Well, it's related to exercise and that is the balance of rest versus activity. So we call it pacing. It is incredibly important that you pace your recovery. Now, I always say to people, in my experience, people fall into two groups. They either do too much or too little. Take a deep look at yourself. Are you someone who's always bashing at things, who never stops, you're always on the go, then you are probably in danger of doing too much and you probably need to rest a little bit more while you're rehabilitating. On the other hand, if you're someone who's very precious and anxious and prone to worrying about things, you're possibly in danger of doing too little. And if you just need to push yourself on a little bit more So getting that pace right. And we always encourage people to start low and build slow. So, you know, it's very important coming back to the exercise uh, maxim I have of use it, but don't abuse it. It's very important that you don't push it to the point where you're aggravating your injury. Another saying I have is don't pick the scab. You know, if you've injured something and it's healing, you need to give it time to heal. If you keep picking that scab, you're going back to the the beginning of the injury almost. Okay? So start low and build slope. What does that look like? So again, I'm gonna use that golfing metaphor. It could be that you just go back and you're maybe just every second day doing a little bit of putting in the back garden. Might not seem very much, but hey, it's better than doing nothing. Remember, you've gotta be doing something, getting back to the activities that you really want to return to. And if you're fine on every second day, then increase it to every day. And then slowly increase it and maybe start a small backswing with a little seven iron in your hands so you're just slowly progressing with the chipping game. And then eventually you're progressing up to a full half swing, full half swing, a half swing. So that perhaps now we don't, I don't know, because everyone has their own particular set of challenges. I don't know whether it will take you 10 days or 10 weeks or 10 months to get back to a full swing across 18 holes. But that's the principle when it comes to rest versus activity, it's important to give your body time to heal and recover, but equally it's important to not just lie around the house, in which case you will never rehabilitate back to where you want to be, yeah? So that's resting versus and pacing. So thirdly, on this uh, self and home treatment approach to lower back pain and sciatica, we have self-massage. Or if you're super lucky and you have a partner, a loved one at home who will massage you, then that may be better than self-massage. But self-massage can be pretty good. So ball in a sock, whether that be a tennis ball, a cross ball, or you get these kind of rubberized, we have them in the clinic, kind of rubberized, designed for the job massage balls. Put it in a sock, and the sock is there just to help you position the ball where it needs to be and lie on it, and use that ball to massage into those tight muscles. Now, how does massaging help? Now, I'm not gonna dive deep, deep into the science of how massaging helps with lower back pain and sciatica, but just superficially, It feels good. And anything that feels good and helps you kind of relax a little bit and block what we call the, I'm going to get technical now, the nociceptive input. So any movement and pressure through your lower back that blocks the little pain receptors, no such thing, they're called nociceptors, give them their proper name, to block their input into your spinal cord and brain is helpful. And that's how massage works in the very short term. It's helpful at blocking that nociceptive input. So I'm a big fan of the old ball in the sock, roll around on it. Be careful that you don't actually put a lot of pressure around the sciatic nerve area. An easy way to know or to stay away from that is essentially... If you draw a line between the dimple, so if you go to one side of your lower back, there's a little dimple, pair of dimples, one on each side. Let's take the right side. So the dimple on the right, and then the outside of your upper thigh, you'll feel the top of your thigh bone there. I'm just poking at mine now. If you draw a line between that dimple and the top of your thigh bone, your femur, straight line, stay above that line with the ball. If you go below that line, you're in danger of putting pressure directly on the sciatic nerve as it exits the pelvis through the sciatic notch. Now, if you do do that, if you do put pressure on your sciatic nerve, you'll know about it fairly quickly and you won't do again. Don't sue me. Because I told you, don't do it. Okay, keep the ball a little bit higher than that. Now, if you're watching this and you're an anxious person, you've probably already gone, oh, I'm never using a ball. Please, use the ball. The ball will help. Okay, tennis ball, spiky ball, just a rubberized ball, cross balls, all sorts of balls of different sizes that will help with that self-massage. So in terms of self and home treatment, self-massage can be really effective at just reducing some of that pain. Okay, next on the list, we have hot and cold. So if you're self-treating, home-treating, should you be using hot or cold? Now, the broad rule here is that If it is a recent onset problem, and especially, and by recent, I mean the last three days, and especially if there was any kind of significant trauma involved, either direct contact, like a kick in the back, or you fell off a ladder, then I would go for ice. So ice, as you'll see all the sports people doing ice to reduce the amount of swelling that comes into the area, okay? So ice in the first few days, after that, there is evidence that heat helped a lot of people, and kind of being a little bit cagey here, but in essence, um, the jury's still a little bit out on this, whether we should go and be going for heat, for cold, for an alteration, for altering between hot and cold, stumbling over, choosing, finding the right words there. So... Uh, You could use hot and cold, so maybe two minutes heat, two minutes cold, two minutes heat, two minutes cold. You could just stay with the heat for 20 to 25 minutes at a time, or you could stay with the cold. Now, remember, we're probably trying to reach quite deep structures lower back you know we're talking a long way in there so it has to be on for a good 25 minutes to really get in deep enough now excuse the sound of a small child in the background this is being recorded at home um, because of coronavirus we're in the age of corona so I have some small children to contend with but we love them don't we so and if you didn't hear them hey you didn't hear them so there we are hot and cold hot or cold so you can try hot only cold only, alternating, Alternating, I found it at last. Alternating between hot and cold. Two minutes hot, two minutes cold, two minutes hot, two minutes cold. You get the idea. Now, try one of those three, and if it's not working for you, try another one. It's as simple as that. So it can be difficult for us as clinicians to know exactly which method is gonna help any one individual. So try them. Now, when I say try them, if you're going to give it a good chance, doing it once a day is never going to do it. Okay, it might feel nice at the time, but it's not really going to make a difference. I used to have an orthopedic surgeon who was a, a tutor of mine at college, oh, 30 years ago, and he used to say to his patients in clinic, he had a wrist and hand clinic, um, every hour on the hour. Now, he knew full well that people would not ice every hour on the hour, but it gets the message across that you have to do it a lot. So if I were you, I would be aiming for a good five or six times a day to really give it a good chance of being effective. Okay, so self-treatment, home treatment for lower back pain, try hot, hot, cold, or just heat. Now remember, before I wrap up on that one, Wrap the ice pack in a tea towel or something. Don't put something straight out of the freezer, straight onto your skin, or you are liable to get an ice burn. Same with the heat. If it's quite hot, wrap it inside something you don't want to burn your skin either. And if you're alternating, you will find that you won't be able to tolerate something quite as cold or quite as hot. You you don't want something that's ice cold and something that's really hot. That would be probably just torture. So be sensible. Last one on my list for self and home treatment for lower back pain and sciatica is TENS. Um, properly known, take its full name, as Transcutaneous Electroneural Stimulation. Huh, I pulled it off. Um, yeah, a bit of a mouthful, that one. Now, if you're not acquainted with TENS, uh, if you are acquainted with a woman who's gone through labor, you may actually have come across TENS. TENS units typically are these little battery sign, um, cigarette packet sized, shouldn't really be talking about it soon. This is a health-orientated broadcast, isn't it? So, I think it's a bit smaller than a mobile phone usually. A little pack, um, it's got a battery in it. You attach it to your waist, typically. uh, A couple of electro leads come out of it. Now, whether it's dual channel or single channel, most of them these days are dual channel, meaning they have two electrical outputs. Um, Doesn't really matter. I use one with just one. And on the end of the lead is um, our two pads, and you stick them onto your back hip, wherever the pain happens to be. How does it work? Um, It works a little bit like massage in the sense that it causes these little tingly sensations. This isn't how massage works, but TENS causes these little tingly sensations to go into your spinal cord, this is where it's a bit like massage now. And those sensations effectively block the nociceptive input. So nociceptors are what you will probably know as pain nerves. We, we try and avoid that. We, we science-y people try and avoid the term pain nerves. They're called nociceptors. So nociceptors are bringing nociceptive input into the spinal cord. And by sending these tingly sensations in through a TENS unit, It effectively acts as a gate, it shuts the gate to the nociceptive input so that it can't get into your spinal cord, so you don't feel as much pain. Now they can be immensely effective at blocking pain or nociceptive input and thereby blocking pain. It works for some people doesn't work so well for others, much like medication, it's very difficult to predict what dosage, what works for one person may not work for another. But I would definitely, given that they're only about 30 pounds, I would definitely advocate that you try TENS if you're trying to manage your pain at home. And I would use it much like an analgesic, a painkiller. So don't use it in order to do more just use it for pain relief, because that's all it does. TENS doesn't kind of magically cause you to heal faster. It's just acting as a painkiller. So use TENS for home and self-treatment of lower back pain and sciatica as an analgesic, yeah? Not in order to do more. This is very important. And I know that some people in the field, and I um, diverge on this point, Personally, I don't believe that you should be using pain relief in order to do more. I believe that you should be using pain relief to get a better sleep and to essentially feel less distressed by your pain. But don't use it to do more of the things that would have otherwise caused you pain because then you're in danger of actually setting back or preventing healing from taking place. Okay? So yes you can use tens transcutaneous electroneural stimulation woo-hoo, twice in one video um, to uh to block that pain input and there we have it now clearly i haven't covered drugs because i am not licensed to prescribe uh, i think i probably am with a master's degree in pain management Um, I'm not licensed but probably I'm qualified to comment on them but I've got a lot of content on how to use medication in other publications whether that be blog posts um, podcasts or whatever it may be so I'm not going to cover pills here I'm going to cover injections because hey you can't do injections at home unless you're qualified to do them so there we are that is self and home treatment for lower back pain and sciatica if you want any more personalised help you know where to come. Okay, hope you've enjoyed. See you again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the X Backs show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk and please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveX Backs.